Colin Jones, a two-time Olympian in 2008 and 2012 games. I am Rowdy Gaines, and I was on the 1980 and 84 Olympic teams. I want to start at the beginning. Uh, when did your love for swimming begin? You know, for, for me, it was humble beginnings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was uh, growing up in the Jersey, New York area, and um, an only child, my parents were like, let's go to a water park. And I was, of course, excited. And uh, I ended up going down uh, one of the most popular rides there on an inner tube, but I flipped upside down. I'd never had swim lessons. And so my parents at that point said never again. Um, but I think what's important about the story is that I was fully supervised. Most of the time we hear someone um, having an issue or drowning or being near drowning. It's because they're in the place that they're not supposed to be. They're horse playing. No, I was completely supervised with parents and lifeguards there. So really just uh, really intensifies the reason why we're here and we're talking about learning to swim because there is no substitute for learning to swim. Yeah, I, my story is a little different, a lot different, actually. I grew up in Florida and um, the town I'm from is literally about 75 percent water. I learned how to swim before I learned how to walk. We lived on a lake. So I'm not, I was nine months old. I would crawl and I don't remember this, but I would crawl <laughs> into lake, uh, to go into the water. My parents thought it was that important for me to learn how to swim living on a lake. Um, and so I grew up in humble beginnings, but I didn't start swimming competitively until I got to high school. I was a junior in high school when I started actually competing um but uh, very much a part of my dna water and and uh swimming and part of the fabric of who i am for sure can you tell me about the make a splash tour oh you start this one <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's funny because colin and i were just talking about this we were to, we were on the today show together uh last week and we were saying how many shows have we done make a splash i call them shows yeah. they're much more than that but um, how many make a splash stops have we done together and i know there have been probably about 60 altogether. Yeah. and i was saying earlier i think i've been on with calling probably 45 or 50 of those oh, yeah. wow so we've been <laughs> traveling across the country at different stops all over um, the United States talking about the message of water safety and how important it is to keep your children safe in and around the water. We're doing it as USA Swimming Foundation ambassadors. And the tour has been sponsored this whole time by Phillips 66, which has been this great corporate partner of the sport for so many years. And I don't know, I feel very fortunate in the fact that I'm I'm getting to do it so much with this guy right here because he is a man of color and most of the towns and communities we visit um are are really in a situation where drowning is much more of an epidemic in the african-american and hispanic communities than it is even in the caucasian community so it's it's been a great fortune of mine to be along with colin on this this tour i was gonna play it off i'm like we could finish each other's Census. All right, I'll say it for him. 15 years. He was like right there. Like, oh, Every time I was talking, I couldn't stop laughing right now. Sorry about no, that. No, it's been 15 years. And so, like, I was, yeah, I was on the plane thinking today, like, wow, it's been 15 years of this. And um, sure. we have seen, had some amazing stories of, of people getting into water and, and learning and um, enjoying it. We've seen people rise through the ranks like Simone Manuel. We've seen how since 2008 when we began that the trajectory is going so much better in when it comes to the drowning rates but our job is not done um so 15 years we'll be doing this for another 15 years <laughs> and, and we're just going to continue to work at it because 
it's so important to try to drop these drowning rates. And we know, again, I, I can't impress upon it enough. Whoever is listening, there is no substitute for swim lessons. Um, you never know what might happen. You might become Olympians. You never know. <laughs> I don't even swim by myself. You yeah, know? See, so it's, go. it's, uh, <laughs> you know, you're never, we we've learned over the years, never to say, um, teach your child how to be safe in the water because there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. It's always safer in the water we right. use. Right. Um, but, uh, but especially children. Um, and, and, you know, we could tell you the stats all day long. We've been s- telling them for 15 years, yeah. but it is an epidemic. It is it is the number one cause uh, of unintentional death in children, one to four. And that ought to give parents that eye-opening status. Oh, my gosh, I have to do something about it. You know, first of all, put them in swim lessons, and then you be that first line of defense when you're, when you're around water with your kids. Yeah. That actually makes a good point. How important is it for the pre- uh, the parents to understand as much as the kids of swimming safety? Well, I'm, I'm now I'm going to hit them with a stat. Okay. <laughs> There's an 88% chance that if someone knows how to swim, that they'll teach their child to swim. And like I said, 15 years ago when we started uh, the Make a Splash Initiatives Tour, um, I did not have a child. I was still training. But let me tell you, I have a three-year-old now, and it was very quick. I was like, oh, six months, get him in the water. Um, not only because I wanted to practice what we've been preaching, but more importantly, like that desire of wanting to know that my child is not only safe around the water, but I already saw him. He wasn't crawling to it like Rowdy was, but he was definitely asking me to get near water. And so I wanted to give him the tools to be successful around it and be safer around the water. So it's so important and vital that parents and guardians understand the importance of learning to swim and having their children understand that this is something that, as you said, we're not safe, but we can be safer around the water. Both of you have competed at the highest level, but what is it like when you see kids, you know, uh, enjoy swimming for the first time? Well, I, I like Colin, I, I've increased my child count a little bit, but I have four daughters and uh, five granddaughters. And I can tell you quite honestly, and this is the honest God truth. I've never had so much joy in my life with my children or my grandchildren than, than I had when we were around water, you know, whether it was at a water park yep. or yep. just yep. around a pool um backyard pool or a local y or a country club or whatever you know whatever it is it's brought us great joy um but in the same breath we have met families uh, over these last 50 years that it has been very tragic for them and uh even near drownings are are tragic in a way because it can certainly bring long-term physical and emotional effects on families but also it's that reminder oh my gosh something bad happened and that's why it's really important i think i mentioned another stat that uh between USA Swimming Foundation, I think it was University of Memphis and UNLV, they did a study uh, within, actually they've done two studies over the years and it did find that, and I guess Colin could speak to this better, but that that an African-American child, um, one of the big reasons why they don't swim is that generational fear, that generational fear, that fear from the parent is passed down to their child. So that's another thing we're trying to stop is if the adult is afraid, don't let that pass down to your child. Absolutely. I mean, 
perfectly said. You know, when it comes to fear, I mean, I have family members that, you know, after a gold medal, the conversation changes because they started with like, oh, you do that swimming thing. And it's like, oh, how's swimming going? So it, it come, becomes fully a different conversation. Like exactly. So it, it's it, when I came back, I was like, well, wait a minute. Let me think about all these people that are in my life that are not safe around water. Um, so we we just understand the importance of, of, of trying to teach this lesson. But personally, I would tell you, I would I was professional for 12 years. And I don't think I would have done it as long as I did swim if it wasn't for the Make a Splash initiative. And watching these young swimmers say, I can't, and then turning that can't into a can is the most amazing feeling. When they, they blow bubbles for the first time or go underwater for the first time, it just rejuvenates. I would say, I, I can't speak about it, but it rejuvenates my love for the sport and water. Um, so, yeah, that's why. For every tragedy, we have a, a really... A uh, cool thing that happens yeah, along the way, which makes our job much easier to be able to do. Absolutely. Yeah, Colin. As uh, I was researching you and seeing, you know, the world record first African American uh, world record holder. What is it like to, you know, be a role model? You know, I always say I never started off doing that. I just wanted to beat the person next to me. Right. <laughs> and I would say that throughout my career, I had to kind of take that thought out of my head because that would have been too much pressure. Um, but definitely after putting my hand on the wall and, and thinking about, you know, the responsibility of that and, and how it took a, it really took a team to get me here, whether, whether it be my family, my friends, my support network, I, I didn't do this alone. And so I felt like my biggest goal was to illuminate the path that got me to where I am today, because it's a very narrow path, but it's also a path that especially people in the black and brown community, they don't think of this. They think basketball, football, uh, music, they think of all of these other avenues Swimming was never an avenue that was illuminated for me. So now that I've been able to do it, I feel like it's my job to try to help someone else. So um, it, it has been amazing to watch people like Leah Neal and Simone Manuel and Natalie Hind and Reese Whitley and all of these great swimmers. Shane Cass is coming up the ranks. Um, take my speed. Take the spot. Here's the keys. Go. <laughs> Keep pushing it. <laughs> and this guy's a big reason for that. I mean, like he, he did it a long time ago. Well, not that long ago, but you know, I mean, his Olympics was 15 years ago, okay. his first one anyway. And, and that paved the way for all those swimmers. He just, he just mentioned, and hopefully they'll be able to pave the way for, Absolutely. you know, for future generations as well. And, and maybe long past, I'm going to be gone, I'm sure. But, Hopefully this won't even be part of the conversation in the future. That would, it'll just be the norm. God willing. <laughs> well, since you guys have been working together with the tour for a long time, what have you learned from each other? Well, I've learned that when this guy walks into a room, a lot of times when we're on tour, it is like walking into a room with literally a rock star. I mean, it is unbelievable <laughs> how these how these kids he's like a magnet and it's just like they swarm you know and it's it's really cool to see but the the leadership and the inspiration he has shown to so many kids i i, I call him a great friend and uh I'm, I'm fortunate to call him a great friend and i mean this with all my heart i i i couldn't think of a better spokesperson for our sport and for the future of our sport even though he's retired i think it's really important that he stays involved and we're so happy we have him Obviously, with a 
for the, uh, the USA Swimming Foundation, but also on the Make a Splash stops. And for me, I mean, I <laughs> and Rowdy can attest to this. Even when I was training, I would be tired at, at a stop. And then but Rowdy would always get in and make sure he got his laps in. So ever since watching him, he's been a mentor to me. And then watching, he's the voice of the Olympics for crying out loud. Two weeks ago, we were together and he goes, I'm tired. You do the commentating. Let me tell you how hard that is. <laughs> that is difficult work. I was very intimidated, but it was amazing to to kind of just see what he does on a, on a day-to-day basis. So really, I'm still continuing to learn from him. And that's what we want to continue to see. I'm learning from him and hope this next generation can learn from me and we can just keep passing this on. And uh, the Houston is the first stop, but what are you guys looking forward to for the rest of the tour? Well, there are a lot of cool stops. That was our first stop ever. Yeah. The first stop of the Make a Splash tour in 2009 was in Houston. Oh, years later, we're back. Yeah. So it's really cool. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to cut No, no, we've been to Houston several <laughs> we've been, times. Yes, that a couple that times, was yeah. the first stop yeah. right, that we had yeah. on the tour. So it was kind of cool to kind of go full circle mm-hmm. and come back here. But uh, actually, we've been on a lot of the stops. We went we're going to Lake Charles. We've been there before. Um, I don't think we've been to Montana, though. No, I think Montana. Um, and, and Illinois is going to be a first, too, I yep. think. So I, I'm looking forward to the new stops, uh, actually, to be able to kind of experience some some new grounds on to be able to cover what our message. Absolutely. Uh, the last thing I want to ask is what advice would you give young swimmers to follow your footsteps? Well, for me, it's, it, and I'm, I'm sort of a living Testament because I didn't start until I was 17 and I had tried out for five different sports before I got to swimming and I literally got cut in all five. So my, my message is corny as it sounds is, really never give up on those dreams you know we all have these dreams that we establish sometimes at an early age sometimes it doesn't even happen until our mid or late 20s but there's a dream inside us so i always say i know it sounds corny but i say never give up on your hopes and dreams because i'm living proof that sometimes dreams do come true and you know i i don't know how you add on to that but i will say some of the things that i have would tell young swimmers is to just, again, not give up and to write down your goals, write down everything that you want to do. Because so many times what we do is we'll say we want to do something and then it just kind of goes away. I think for us and what swimming does is it it makes you stay on the path. You're at practice, you're with your friends and you're building not only your community, but you're always focused on whatever that goal may be. And that, and that translates into so many different other things, whether it be school or for older folks, the business world. So um, these these are things that I think swimming and, and sport in general teach you. 